Hello and welcome to the Thousand Hours Podcast. Now, wait, is that how we open this podcast? I don't know. We don't have any set rules here. Uh, I'm Alex Towles, and I am joined by two men. Two incredible men. Uh, one of which has a love of German football only bested by his love of dropping random Leeds players' names into conversations. It's Alex Woodward, hello. Bonjour. And the other is a man who apparently, since we last recorded, has become a fellow of three societies? I have no idea what this means. It's Alex Brown. Hello. Hello. Welcome back to another episode of the podcast, which is basically just three mates sat in a pub talking about Football Manager, except we're not sat in a pub, we're sat on our desks in our bedrooms and talking over Zencaster. We've played Football Manager since we last spoke, apparently. Is this true? Indeed. Indeed, indeed. Alex Tant Brown, how much how much Football Manager have you played? Um... So the the listeners will be pleased to hear that I've kind of committed to something. Way for, for for a more for more than a month, which is good. I'm proud. Um, so I've been I, I've been playing the both my a Tadcaster save, and then also uh, the Mad Scientists released their um, their ninety eight ninety nine database, which is incredible. And I will get into it later, but I do want to say um, the, there was a tweet yesterday from the Mad Scientists uh, FM account, and I hope they get better soon because they've apparently. Uh, not well at the moment. I was not aware of this. I also hope they get well because I they get well soon because I I've while I've never like particularly touched any of their content, I'm they're they're a big name in the community. So let's hope let's hope they feel better soon. Alex Woodward, how much FM have you been playing recently? An an amount. I I've been more focusing on my actual save that I don't really talk about on this podcast. Which is fine. You have a save it's, that you don't very... talk about on this podcast? Yeah, the Palmer save. I, I mean, I do talk about it on this podcast, but I don't really. Yeah. Because it's very uninteresting. See, I... I, I have this year I, where we're randomly good. Nice. I literally only have the Taunton save. I don't have any other saves on this year's game other than the save I did with Leon for a season in the beta. I don't have any yeah. other saves. So, you're, you're just... I do need a new save. Yeah. And that's why I'm able to motor through it so fast. I'm on to the ninth season, the ninth season at Taunton. I am not. Uh, nine seasons would be a blessing for <laughs> me. Well, we'll get on to that. Would it be a blessing? Describing your football manager experiences makes nine years sound like a prison sentence. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it definitely is a prison sentence because you just get institutionalised to the club that you're at. Let's take a visit to Tadcaster Penitentiary then. Uh, what have you been up to, Tad Brown? <laughs> um, so I've 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 just been bob bobbing along. I suppose is 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 the right kind of way to kind of go about it. So now in 2027. So I think I'm only in the fifth or sixth season. I I can't remember when I started. <laughs> Obviously it was 2022, but I can't do maths. Um, and that'd be the either the fourth or the fifth season then i think i'm going into the fifth because i've been promoted four times yeah i've been promoted four times i've never not been promoted doing good doing good doing bits efl league two we love to see it nice um with basically the same squad that i had in the in the vanarama national league north because uh, i did that typical fm thing of sign a load of young players and just see how they kind of develop. And since I kind of won the National League North with 
a group of 16 year olds um who says you can't win anything with kids right um yeah they've just kind of developed and as i've gone up the leagues i've never needed to replace them because their ceiling has always been moving up it seems um boris obama still doing absolute bits for me um he's basically the top scorer at the club now overpass surpassing johan zahor up top who despite being an unbelievable striker who will score you 30, 35 goals in a season. I think the the way that the tactics set up with Boris Obama as a uh, like a second striker almost, even though he's playing in an attacking midfield of three, he just seems to get everything. Any second ball that falls in the box, bang. Anything outside the box, bang. He just, I don't know what it is. I think I've broken the game. I don't want to update it just in case it doesn't like start again. <laughs> Just, just let me keep Boris, right? <laughs> just let me keep Boris, which is something no Brit should ever say again. How are you doing in League um, Two then? League Two is good. Um, this is kind of a bit of a more of a plateau, I think, for us. Usually, we're kind of the pace setters at the top, um, but we're kind of playoffs ish. Um, I think the the kind of we're okay with the jump to professional in the in the national league. Um, did you go straight but, through the National League then? One season? Straight through. Wow. Straight through. And the, 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 that was the weird thing. We were just a, we just set the pace. We were about 10 points clear for the majority of the season. Mm. Um, I, we finished with... I'm just going to check now. We finished with... Oh. I, I forgot that. I went to the... Oh, go to the previous season. And then I realised I was in League 2. So, of course, we're not there. Um yeah, we finished 20 points uh, ahead of second place. Jesus Christ. Yeah, like, we were doing something. But um, uh, Alex Woodward will be pleased to know that we, we beat Wrexham to the title. So, always a good one. Nice, nice. I, I've, I've just got a feeling you're not a fan of the, the ownership model of Wrexham at the moment. No, it's fine. <laughs> okay. Um, but it, it, it did kind of break my heart to um, beat York City on the final day. Because we denied them. Don't send them down. Please tell me you sent them down. No, no. We we denied them a playoff space, which they would have probably won because they were on the longest unbeaten streak um, in the league apart from us. And were your fans celebrating? It was a a very weird moment at the the Ings Lane Stadium in Tadcaster. I think you've got to hate your own club. Because you've been celebrating. All all 1,200 of the supporters who turned up. just it was a very odd one because obviously Tadcaster and York are very very close geographically. Um, to be honest, it's probably one of those where all half the Tadcaster fans were also York fans. Yeah, it was probably kind of one of those weird uh, semi semi teams. But then the the jump from uh, National League to League Two has just been completely different. I think maybe my players are starting to hit their ceiling in terms of their potential. So instead of you know being really good players for the National League, really good players for the North and all the leagues below, you kind of get to that that mm. uh, profe- professional leagues, in inverted commas, which is what the AFL is supposed to be. And supposed to be? Is, is, have you heard rumours turn around <laughs> that they're not actually paying the players? <laughs> Some clubs don't, but I, I don't want to get into the politics of that. Um, and, yeah, I, th- I think they've just kind of started to... St- get towards their potential limit for, for ability. Mm. So it might be 
that a few a few favourite faces who have been with me for the whole entirety of the entirety of the save are going to have to go. But I did want to point out something really kind of interesting, and is that um, it's South Shields are in the league below us, right? In the National League, and they we denied them promotion in the first season. Mm. Um, I don't. Know, I think the guy who was making the database has got it wrong because in real life South Shields are a league above Tadcaster. Mm. But either or, we take it. But they're now they're now doing quite well in the in the National League. And another really kind of interesting team that's in there is uh, Doncaster Rovers. I've heard of them. Somehow have have fallen off. I mean, it, it's not doesn't take a doesn't take it, a magician to figure it out. They they uh, they got relegated twice. Yeah, they they, they got uh, relegated back to back seasons. Ouch. So they finished twenty uh, second in League One, and then they finished twenty uh, third in League Two. Um, to be fair, I'm really interested in how they went. All out. eighty of our fans are going to be devastated. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, it's horrible as well. What? Um, <laughs> so they went down because Harrogate Town had scored one more goal than them. Oh my days! <laughs> <laughs> like relegated Har- by a goal. Har- Harrogate Town's goal difference was one better than theirs, but had it gone to goal difference. Harrogate had only scored one more goal than Doncaster as well, mm. but uh, oh, it's it's just unbelievable. They basically had the same record throughout the whole season. So, had Harrogate not won a game like three one and two one instead, they'd have drawn lots to go down, which is, I think, even a funnier way to go down. Mm. I, I will um, say, like, yeah. I, I don't know what the rough spread of our listenership is in terms of who plays what in Football Manager. But if you've played a lower leagues English save, you'll know that getting out of the National League is bloody hard. And so going sailing straight through the National League into League Two, getting a back-to-back promotions there, that's seriously, seriously impressive. Like most people, like uh, most people, take a couple years to get out of the the National League because there's only two, there's only one automatic promotion spot and the one playoff spot. So it's really tough to get out of that league. Uh, I spent three seasons there with Taunton, four seasons there with Taunton. One, two, three, four, yes. Uh, and like you'll watch, watch like FM streamers who supposedly know what they're doing, and they'll spend a few seasons stuck in the National League in the doldrums because they can't get out. So sailing yeah. straight through there is pretty, pretty impressive. Well done on that. <laughs> it, it, honestly, it was wild because you, you, having seen everything that happens mm. and having done it myself having spent years in the national league trying to get out i was there like right and i was really kind of preparing to kind of go right let's consolidate this season hopefully get like a mid-table finish then push for playoffs then if we don't go up push for push for promotion and we started off really well and i thought okay my assistant's telling me that the squad's half decent and it's good level for national league and i thought right you know what i'm gonna trust my assistant with this and I'm glad I did because it just worked mm. it it just like we finished with 94 points which it's not like oh my god wow you know I think some teams finish with um, with over 100 points when you see it in the game I think you uh, see it this season there's two teams at the top of the National League who are on course to get something like um, 
I think 99 or something yeah, like that. Yeah, I, I, I got 98 in my promotion yeah. season. It's, it, it is such a tough league to get out of. Luckily, we did it. And that's why I was kind of like, like whew, okay. So instead, my plan has now moved to League 2 of consolidate, hopefully, mm. which I think we're going to do. You know, we're, what, 30, 36 games in? So we're not doing, we're not too far away. Mm. 32 games in. And we've got 52 points, which is just bottom rung of the playoffs. Okay, we can kind of deal with that. Mm. See, see um, gone. I was going to say, as much as I'd like to go up, I feel as though if we did, you kind of hit that danger zone in FM of you've got promoted way too quickly and you could just plummet back down. Mm. I, I we think... definitely don't have the funds to rebuild. No, the, the thing I found at least this year is that like the momentum, early season momentum can carry you a long way. Um, like oh, so, yeah. so if I go back through my taunts and save, like, as I said, I spent four years in the National League, but then when I won the National League, I went straight through League 2 via the playoffs into League 1, then spent, then, well, well we're, then we're getting into spoilers for my bit of the show, but, uh, yeah, we... Yeah, we did all right in League One. We didn't. We didn't. We didn't. We didn't go up, go up straight away. Uh, I, I think. Actually, I can't remember when we last recorded. I was in League One. I, I think I'd already just done one season in League One. I think that sounds no, right. You're in, yeah, and I think that gives away what's happened. Yeah, yeah. Just a I, bit. I, th- I thought you were in League Two, but uh, uh, oh wait, was I? Oh, maybe I just got promoted from no, League I Two. No, I think you you were definitely in League One because I was going to make several League One jokes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if if Woodward if Woodward says, then Woodward is right. Yeah, so I'm gonna get on we may no longer be in League One, but we'll get to that in a minute. Um, but yeah, we yeah. we went straight through League Two into League One, and then we started to hit that point where, like, you've not got the same quality of player. Like, I, I, I the core of my team is still this is was still the same in League One as it was in the National League when we won the National League. Uh, yeah, so I, I think, yeah, I think. I think as well, it, it, you, I kind of really struggle when I when I get promoted so many leagues in quick succession to mm. get rid of players. I don't necessarily yeah. mind if they're real players; I'll, I'll happily sell them. But if they're like a, a new gen or a regen, I find it really hard to like part with them because they're almost my son, right? And it's like going, "Oh, he's my boy! Oh, look at how they've massacred my boy!" Really good you don't have children because if you did I see I've got a dilemma that I'd like to ask us about later. When we, when we got on to Taunton, I've got a dilemma. But we'll get to that later in the show. We're still on Tagcaster. Yeah, I was I was gonna say if I did have children, then if anyone came in with five million and a fifty percent sell on clause, then I'd definitely be tempted. <laughs> <laughs> I really hope my missus isn't listening to this because she will kill me. <laughs> she's not. I could I could bet you a tenner she's not. Oh, it's an easy tenner for you to win. Easy tenner for you to win. <laughs> the amount of time she kind of walks into my in, into my like kind of air study area, she goes, "Oh, you're playing that damn game again. Can't you just use Microsoft Excel?" And I was there like, oh, "Okay, right, yeah, spreadsheet manager again. Off we go." Yeah, it's the it's the joke. <laughs> But it's so good. The spreadsheets are so nice. They're so purple. That's my only defense, really. That is my only defense. But um, I'm going to move on. Spreadsheets at work. 
I, I, I can imagine they're as, as, as dry as anything. <laughs> or, or, so or do they have nice colours? Uh, but uh, yeah, I was gonna. One of them gonna... Is colour oh wow, that's that's yeah, that's something. Um, no one but yeah, I was gonna move those. on from from Tadcaster mm-hmm. and and tell you about like a little kind of side hustle that I've had, which is um, the Mad Scientists uh, ninety eight ninety nine database, mm-hmm. which is just. That's supposed to be angelic, but it's probably in the wrong pitch. You, wrong you just pitch. sounded pained, I'll be honest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what no, man that's... sounds like when he's kicked in a certain area. Yeah. Yeah, it really hurts when you get it in the knee, doesn't it? Um... <laughs> yeah, the knee. I used to be an adventurer yeah. like you. Oh, gosh, that's a that's a very old reference, that is. It is a really... It's ancient. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on from old school YouTube into uh well even more old school football in 9899 um i i had to take over at arsenal which pained me because arsene wenger's in the game and i i basically sacked him which i just wanted to take a moment of silence really because he it means he doesn't win the invincibles but i have set myself a challenge and that is to do the invincibles before 0304 but the problem is in 9899 arsenal Yes, they do have Vieira, they have Petit, um, but they also have Nicholas Anelka as well, which is top-notch, but they don't have Thierry Henry. Mm. And that's a problem because, unfortunately, FM doesn't use real-life logic, which means he's not playing as a wing-back for Juventus and he's actually playing as a striker. Right. And I, I just want to know, is it okay... For me to start, because I've only just started the save. I'm only like a couple of months in. Is it okay for me to restart the save, uh, put the in-game editor in, and just transfer him to me? Because I can't have him playing for a different team. It's wrong. Why not? I think it's Why right. Not? I mean, yeah, sure. I do or want to rebuild that side. That's the that's the one thing I do. Co-manager at the same time, and mm. drive him out of the club. <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. all you could just accept Arsenal's bid, actually, now I think about it, are significantly easier. I, but... I could do that, but that, that would feel more wrong than just using uh, a 399 tool that I can just go, bang. Does he not want to come? Is he not tempted by the hybrid lights? Um, it, he, he probably might be. I just don't, because it's 98.99, I just don't have the transfer budget because obviously people weren't able to just go and drop 20 mil on someone. If you, like in '98, if you paid 20 million for someone, that was your signing for the summer. Mm. That was your tra- that was your summer transfer business done. What was the world record fee in '98, '99? Oh, was it was it Zizou? No, that was 2001, I believe. Oh yeah, well, so kind of Arvo. No, Shearer. Oh, it must it was Shearer to Newcastle. Yeah, it would have been probably 15 million. So yeah. Unless um, original Ronaldo was after that. No, original Ronaldo is still at Inter at this point. So... Yeah, he, was he? Okay. Yeah, and Thierry Henry is apparently worth ten to thirty million, which means that it's definitely going to be like a twenty million pound fee, which is uh, no, I don't really want to do that. And I also do want to because I've I've kind of checked for like the. The young, pl- the, or the players that would be young in 1998, um, and Ronaldinho's around, 
which is yes I want to buy you and luckily I don't have Robert Pires which means I've got a space on the left wing and I want to be honest as much as as much as I love players like Mark Overmars and um, Dennis Burkamp mm. I, I just I just want Ronaldinho I, I just want him and I don't think there's anything that can stop me getting him. <laughs> but I will say this. Uh, Nuanquo Kanu is a 21-year-old in this, which is very hard to imagine because I remember him in his heyday at 40 playing for Portsmouth. <laughs> um, and for me, I didn't think Kanu was going to be that good. But if you oh, no. if you play him at attacking midfield centre, which is what I'm doing, and I'm not playing Dennis Burkamp there, and you might go... Why are you doing that? Burkamp is obviously much better than Canu. Yes, you're right, but Canu just wins every single like knock on to Nicholas and Elka, which I've found in the in the first couple of three games that I've played. But I do want to buy Thierry Henry at some point. But I do want to ask you because in ninety eight ninety nine the football world is completely different to how it is now. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And just to say, the world record transfer fee at the time was Danielson to Real Betis for €31.5 million, Euros, or £21.5 million. Pounds. But that was a massive failure. He just did nothing in Betis. It, it was oh, fascinatingly he's... terrible. Yeah, I wouldn't know. I wasn't cancers. born. Oh, oh I you forget you're young. young. God. Why, I don't know why you're talking as if you weren't, like, less than a year old. Yeah, but I, I read stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I'll have you know I was six months old at the start. He reads saying. books, you know. It's Alec Woodward. <laughs> <laughs> what a reference. Mm. So, I Shout out to take... any of you that get that reference. <laughs> I kind of want to take uh, the listeners through the wonderful, weird world of English football at the time. Because the Premier League had only been established by about six years at this time. Mm-hmm. Um and the top teams at the time were just Arsenal and Man United. Um, but in the top division, you've got uh, staples of the English game, like Wimbledon mm-hmm. and Sheffield Wednesday and Derby County, who were not yet due to have their terrible 11-point season. That was going to come nine years later. And Coventry City are in there as well. But I want to take you down to the English first division, which is now the championship, and tell you that there are three clubs in there which I kind of go, oh my God, of course, they played that, that level. So f- the first and foremost is a club that no longer exists, which is uh, Berry FC. Uh, second of all, Port Vale are in the championship, as I'm going to say for, for our listeners' basic un- understanding at least anyway. Right. Not, not calling our listeners basic. What I'm saying is I don't want any more confusion. Um, Stockport County are also in the championship, as are Tranmere Rovers all of whom have experienced non-league football since uh, since this uh, database was set. Can I ask? To be is, fair, gone. Is Warnock the manager mm. of Berry at this point, or was that a few years later? Oh, uh, I, I can check. I'm sure Berry. it was late 90s, early 2000s. Staff. Neil Warnock is the manager Knew of it. Berry FC at this time. Fair play. And he's got Lauren De Jaffo up top who he would later sign for Sheffield United and who would play in the infamous game that got called off because of a lack of players on one team. But that's a different, that's a different story for a different day. Mm. 
in the English second division, you will find uh, another football club that doesn't exist, which is Macclesfield Town, which have recently been reformed, alongside uh, current English champions, Manchester City. Mm. So, just a heads up, if you ever want to... Wait, in the second division? (laughs) Yeah. Wasn't that yeah, in the third tier. Chillingham in the playoff final at Wembley. Went to a Stewart. It, it might have been. It might have been because Gillingham are in the same league. And weirdly enough, as are York City, they are somehow in the third division of English football at this time. Paul Dickoff scored a really important goal. I can't remember if it was a penalty or something else in that game. I just know he scored a really Actually, important I, goal. And they wore that really who is nice playing for Man's... green and oh, wow. orange kit. Green and I've, blue kit. I've... I've just gone on to uh, Manchester City's uh, players mm. and there is a 16-year-old Sean Wright Phillips that plays up top for them. Sean Gota was in that side as well, if I remember. He is indeed the Bermudan international. Mm. As is Jamie Pollock. Mm. Um, I, but if anyone wants me to look at something, I'm more than happy to do so. Can I just have two videos? Go for it. I'm, I'm going to forget if I don't. First of all, when I think of Canu, I think of the goal he scored against Chelsea from the really stupidly impossible angle. Beautiful goal. Like near the corner flag. And second of all, there is a video of Noel Gallagher speaking at the, that playoff final between Man City and Gilligan. I'm sure it's 1999. Uh, I think Sky Sports Incredible. Retro uploaded it to their YouTube page and it's absolutely phenomenal. <laughs> so... Also, in Manchester City's under-18s, is a young, cultured midfielder that's breaking through, uh, 15 years old, and I I, I don't know how else to describe this man. Can you guess who it is? So it's 1999. 1999, he's 15. Coming through United's academy. Man City's academy. Young, cultured, in in a way. Uh, Richard Dunn, no. God, it's really hard. If if the culture is um, Stone Island and football violence, oh, right. then yes. I was I was thinking of I like, like that, that I, 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 had, I knew I that's where you were going with that. But <laughs> I, I, I can't... Like, are you sure it's not Richard Dunn? It's not Richard Dunn. He's a central midfielder who played once Joey? for England. Oh, Joe Barton? Oh, no. He... Yeah, he's Joe oh, Barton. <laughs> Current Bristol Joey Rovers Barton. manager Joey Barton, excellent. Oh yeah, um, but I think the the real kind of hammer for people mm. is to look at the England under 18s and see players like Darius Vassell mm. and Wayne Bridge, which is again really weird to think of them as young players. Same with Michael Carrick, who's 16 in this game, uh, as is Ledley King, Andrew Andy Johnson, the bald one, not the. Um, no, that's not Andy Johnson that I'm thinking of. I'm thinking of Glenn Johnson. I mean, who are, who is also bald, but played at right back and not as a striker. Although he did score some absolute beauties. Um, uh, does anybody have a, a player that they want me to see if it is is around? I'd like you to go and look at the Bristol City squad. <laughs> just just the Bristol City squad. Yeah, this this is going to be a fun look into players none of us know. <laughs> um. Just, just I've heard, I, might, I might have heard of some of them. Just to kind of trigger Alex Woodward, uh, Seth Johnson is in the England Under-19 squad. I'm going to go into a corner and cry now. <laughs> right, here we are. Oh, right, yes. Um, 
one of my kind of favourite moments in football um, involved this player because it was it was playing for Burnley at the time and it was his debut and he got Bobby sent Black off for, for for elbowing someone, which is hilarious. And he got the he got a nickname as a result of it. Um, striker. Does, what year? Does anyone want to have a guess? 1999. Is this, no, no, no. I mean, like, what year did he get sent off for elbowing a player? Oh, um, he would have been early 2000s. But I, I'm, I'm guessing by, by your questions, you don't know. No. So it's uh, Adiakin Bayi, oh, who ended up yeah. getting the nickname Adiakin Bad Bai from <laughs> opposition fans. Um, but you will know actually quite a few players in this. Um, in this team, I should say. Is this Bristol City? Um, yeah, this is Good. Bristol City. Just checking. Um, one of them... Um, it's Bre- One of them is Scott Murray. Oh, that's not one of the players I would have thought no. um, about. Scott, um, Scott Murray, the man, the myth, the legend, the Bristol City legend, who is one of the first players that I was ever aware of as a human being. Uh, I, I can't find Scott Murray in this. He's there. He, or he, he should be there, probably. I, I, two of them um, have managed at a decent level. One of them is very kind of topical at the moment. Graham Potter, it's not Graham Potter. <laughs> no, no. Um, God, no. David Moyes. Nerd no, in Terzic. Th- think... <laughs> Um, I'll, I'll give you the one that I don't think you're going to get, and that's Rob Edwards. Oh, oh yeah, fair yeah. enough. Luton. Um, yeah, Luton. But... Another one is uh, a very uh, hard man centre-back who later went on to play for Everton. Richard Dunk. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, is it Big Dunk? I don't know. No, he was no. a forward. He was a forward. Yeah, yeah. It's. Uh, I'm trying to think of something that doesn't give it away. It's it, it's Everton related. Johnny Hyde. Sean Dyche. It is Sean Dyche, uh, the man of oh, gravel man. himself. Um, York City fans will know Steve Torpy, uh, who's also a, a striker at this time. Um, and I think Adi Akinbaye is actually your best player, which is it goes to say some things. What league we're um, being? We're being second division. Yeah, they're in the no, they're, they're in the first division, which is the second oh, tier. Right. I'm just going to say tiers. So this this yeah, is the annoying the thing about English time. football when we decide to just move everything down and live in denial that the Premier yeah. League had broken away and call the Championship um, now the first division. It was stupid. Oh, Brian yeah. Tinian, I know his name. Sorry, I, I've now pulled up the Wikipedia page, 1998-1999 <laughs> Bristol City FC season, just to see if there's any names I recognise. Uh, well, Brian Tinian, you, you he, mentioned... he's still involved in the club. I think he's their current director of football. I don't know. Um, uh, but you mentioned Graham Potter. No, he was academy. Who... Oh, he, he's currently the academy director. There we are. But you, you did mention Graham Potter, who is actually at West Brom in the second tier in this. In this yeah, database, that sounds about right. Which is just you love to see it. Have any other managers? And Richard Cre- Richard Cresswell's at York as well, oh, which is fantastic. just an interesting. Um. Go on, hit hit me with a manager, and I'll see where they are. I think somebody who would have been a player back then. Don't say Oli Gunnar Solskjaer, because we all know where he is at this point. As well. Sam Allardyce. Sam Allardyce. No, he would have been... Oh, uh... oh, no, I think he's... Oh, he's in. He's in. 
It's a bit too early for mm-hmm. him to be at Bolton, isn't it? It's a bit too early for him to be at Bolton. But before that. Yeah. Wait, wait, yeah, I, I imagine he was in the first division or second division. He retired six seasons prior at Preston. Um, so he's a fairly young manager at the time, is Sam Allardyce. Is he manager uh, of Preston? No, but he's managing a very historic club who were at the point of their downturn. Leeds. Their long downturn. <laughs> their long downturn, I should say. Notts County. It is Notts County. It go. is Notts County. Hey, well, uh, good, get, good, good, um, good, good clue, Woodward. Tab Brown. With you saying David Moyes, um, I wanted to check him out. And David Moyes is actually still a player, but also a manager. And he's player managing uh, Preston. Yeah, he, he took them to the playoff Incredible. final. Where he lost See, to Sam Allardyce's Bolton. I think that was two years later. It might, it might have been. Uh, I remember that because it was on Sky a couple of days ago. Yeah, but Bolton aren't in the aren't in the same league. Right, um, Tam Brown. This has actually given me an idea. Um, Go on. Obviously, we all know we have to have a random past Leeds player of the episode every episode. <laughs> oh yes. Um, oh, so yes. I've got a random number generator. I'm going to generate a random number between one and twenty-five, and you're going to get up the Leeds squad list. And whatever player corresponds to that number, that's our random leads, former Leeds player of the episode. Okay? Yeah. I'm going to pre-warn you. Anything that's 14, 22, and 24 won't happen. Right. Because they don't have numbers. I mean, I was just hoping you'd draw up the list and go down the list. I've... Yeah, yeah. No, I've... Oh, I've got the squad numbers up. All I right. thought that would be quite... I thought that yeah, would we'll great. go squad numbers. Why not? 125, generate. 10. Oh, right. This is going Wait, to be difficult. Alex Woodward, can you guess it? who was the Leeds United number 10? It's Kewell. No. Is it not? It's not Harry Kewell. Number 10 no. in 98 99. Um, it's not Wilcox. Harry uh, Kewell was wearing number 19 yeah. at this time. Harry Kewell was in O'Leary Football Manager 2000. He must have replaced the guy who wore number 10. This is. Look, I'm not going to be allowed into any Leeds United fan club after this. <laughs> <laughs> do, do, you want some, do you want some hints? Yes, yes. As well. Uh, Center or left midfielder? It's, Johnny no. Heitinger. <laughs> it's stupid, but I'm going to say McPhail. Uh, unfortunately, it's not Stephen McPhail who wore the number 37. Yeah. Uh, I'll give you another clue. For every guess you get wrong, I'll give you another clue. Oh. Um, he is not British, but European. Oh, that really knows. The nationality would give it away. Alfinger Haaland. No. It's... Left winger. I'll finger Harlan, the famous. Was it somebody who was on loan at Leeds? Or was he an actual permanent no. signing? Oh, permanent oh. player. Oh, this is bad. This is I've watched so much of Leeds 98. I've got the kit in there. There. Not 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 that kit. That kit's the League One kit. For all of our listeners, because we're not a visual podcast, Alex Woodward is currently pointing at the shirt he has of the lead season. Yes. It's one it's of my favorite. Um, on the wall. I'm trying to think. He's... Oh, he's... oh that reminds me. Since, since we last recorded, I got three football shirts. One of them is Arsenal. One of them is Bristol City. And if either of you can guess what the third club is, I will buy you a pint. Vittoria de Gamarish. Incorrect. Ah, oh, damn it. I was so close. Surprisingly. Three random oh, football Porto. kits. 
Yeah, it was. It's actually Porto. <laughs> I have. I don't know why I thought Portugal, but yeah, why not? I, he got Arsenal uh, and he got Bristol. I believe this is a Porto eighteen nineteen away kit that I got from one of those random like mystery box football top companies. All oh, right. Oh wow. I'm not gonna lie, the color is horrible. It's a it's a very nice bright orange. It doesn't come up well in the light that I've currently got. No, no, no. It's so bright guesses, orange. It's like it's, it's Blackpool home kit orange. <laughs> I'm trying to think of players who I don't particularly rate from back then, and there's, there's a few that I can think of. Do you want me to give you another clue? Is, I'm, I think I think I know it right. But is it no, Alex Wood? My suspicion. Yeah, it was me. <laughs> Leeds have really taken their young gun approach to to like a maximum by having an actual baby player left wing. <laughs> <laughs> is it? Is it? Is he from Portugal? He is from Portugal. It is. It's oh, Bruno Ribeiro. It is Bruno Ribeiro. <laughs> within the Leeds social circle still. Oh, wow. I can't believe it took you that long to get. I'm surprised I remembered him at all because he was bad. On yeah. this unassailable high note, shall we return to talking about Football Manager? I just, I just want to give you one quick thing. If it had been a number either side, it's a big player. So if it had been nine, it would have been Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank. Hasselbank. Yeah, and if it had been 11, it would have been... Yeah, it would have been See, boy. I, t- I know things about that lead squad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Including, it was so funny uh, to see the the panic in your face. Yeah. Uh, by the way, I do have to mention, because I mentioned it before uh, the episode, Arsenal that year were really in the title race, but they, they essentially lost the title away at Leeds. They lost 1-0 on either the third to last or penultimate game of the season. I believe Alan Smith got the only goal of the game and it took them from being you know the favorites to win the league fed one back they would have gone back to top yeah back to um to out of it because man united then had a had a lead but they took it to the last game of the season against tottenham and yeah. won the league See, we play leads on april 1st this season so uh, i don't be... I think it's a bit too early to be that's uh, gonna be a early. joke isn't it to be honest, um, do you know? Do you want to know how how pessimist how how much pessimism there is as a Leeds fan at the moment? I thought you were referring to Bristol City. I was like, ah, oh, <laughs> it's going to be nice to play them again. It's a, it's a weird promotion there. Um, I'm just going to kind of finish off uh, my my 98 99 stuff with um, looking at Arsenal's back line options is is kind of is nostalgic but painful, right? Because... You could say the same for any point over the last twenty years. <laughs> no, no, no. Oh seven, oh eight with um, with Colo uh, Torre and William Gallas was quite a nice high point. As was the Koscielny for Milan partnership, but that wasn't to last long. Yeah, but it's still tinged with pain because Koscielny for Milan was broken up by Barcelona and injuries. Uh, yes, that is true. Um, but looking at Arsenal's defensive options, there's Lee Dixon, Nigel Winterburn, Tony Adams, Steve Bold. And Martin Keown. Do you know what all of them have in common? Don't just say English. <laughs> they all played for Arsenal in the 1998-99 season. <laughs> they were all past it at that point. <laughs> they're all 31 plus, right? They're uh, all 30, like they're all going to turn at least 32 in that season. Dixon and Winterburn are 34, and Steve Bold's 35, and yet they are the starting defenders. For Arsenal, like it's a different time. 
It's a different time. Yeah. Right? No, you know, no longer do you get the young technical centre backs now. Do you know why one of them's the odd one out, though? And can you tell me who's the odd one out? Uh, Steve Bold, because he's a fraud. Um, <laughs> okay, technically the right answer, but not the, not the one I was thinking of. The other one I was Martin Ars- Keown, because he's the only one I've seen pouted with a ball like five metres in front of me. Because <laughs> he was doing the, com- the coverage of Arsenal Leeds in the FA Cup in 2012 and yeah. he got fully pouted in the head with a ball and I must have been about five metres away from him watching it. It, it, was, it hilarious. was hilarious. Tant Brown, who is the longest serving captain of Arsenal? The longest serving? Correct. They say Arsenal have uh, a... I'll give you four options because there are four. Go on. A, Pat Rice. B, Bill Julian. Ju- Bill Julian. I read that wrong. Uh, C, Lauren Koscielny. D, Tony Adams. I, I would say Pat Rice. See, I would say Pat Rice, but Arsenal have a really weird problem with captains because staying who, at the club. Everyone who played for Arsenal in the seventies played about eighty-five thousand games. So, yeah. that's but my. Pat, I don't think Pat Rice was the captain. I think it may have been O'Leary, but it that's might have been. That's a good been, point. That's a really good but point. But actually, no, because Pat Rice was seventies and O'Leary was eighties. That's an even better point. I don't know why I'm, trying... I'm ha- why I'm trying to outknowledge Arsenal fans on Arsenal. It's not going to work. When Kishel- well, right, I'm going to go through this logically. When Koscielny joined the club, it was Fabregas who was captain. It then passed to Thomas Vermeulen, and then Vermeulen. No, it passed to Van Persie. Then Van Persie left. Then it was Vermeulen. Vermeulen left. Then it was Arteta. Arteta leaves. Mertesacker retires. Then it's Koscielny. So I'm going to go with Pat Rice because I don't know who Julien is, and I can't remember the last one. You pillock! You forgot the last one. It's Tony Adams. Was it, oh Tony? Oh, that's Tony Adams. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. The last one was D. Tony, the answer was D. Tony Adams, who was Arsenal's man, Arsenal's manager, Arsenal's captain from 1988 to 2002. Yeah, no. But uh, ever since then, if you want, any, if you if you want any more random Arsenal trivia questions, then you can tune into my other podcast, the Potshot Podcast, which has a weekly segment where I read out a trivia question from this book, what I have. See, I thought it was going to be Tony Adams at first, but then before you started reading out the options, I got it into my head that it would be someone from the 70s, objectively. And if was one of them came up, I was just going to say them. And <laughs> wrong. Wrong. Fair enough. Wrong. I completely just blanked that last option and went, oh, we'll try to go through it logically. I think everyone's been trying to blank Tony Adams since his appearance on Strictly. Um, Is that before or after he took over Granada? Because I think Granada (laughs) was his audition for it, really, rather than a football manager job. Anyway, speaking (laughs) of football manager... (laughs) I feel like we've gone so off tangent. I feel like I should finish my, my, my segment here because I've taken up so much more time than I usually do. I thought you had. I've already done the trivia book, Tam Brown. It's done. That's, that's my that's my section over. Thank you. Cool. Right. So I I feel like after that um, escapade, the uh, that mammoth tale, uh, I'll probably go into Taunton. Given I teased it, what half an hour ago, probably a bit more than um, that. But yes, I teased my Taunton save. Uh, and in our last season, I we actually had our lowest ever league position finish. We finished 14th in the championship. Sack the board, sack the board, sack the board. Sack everyone. 
Yes, it is August 2031 and I've got Taunton into the championship. We got promoted in our second season in League One. So I think we last spoke two in-game seasons ago uh, when we just finished eighth in League One. We then won League One in the 2029-30 season and came 14th in our championship season. And this championship season was absolutely wild, right? Um, so... This was my season where, you, you know, Tamron, you were talking about earlier how you hit a point in FM where if you get promoted too quickly, you have nowhere near enough money, enough resources to compete. This was that season. Um, we had a budget. Our, our wage spend was £95,000 like, per week. Oh, right. In I was, total, I was I was going to ask whether it's yeah. per week or per annum, because no, per week, uh, and and the average was like five hundred and fifty thousand pounds. We were the only side in the league under a hundred grand a week in total wage spend. And that's the, the thing is for the championship as well. That's nothing. That's absolutely nothing. Absolutely nothing. Uh, and if I just go and pull up the stats for this season. Uh, currently, with not very long left in the transfer window, we are actually so. Salary per annum, we're spending four point eight million. Uh, the next lowest is Blackpool with six point three million. Uh, the median, so if I go to the twelfth and thirteenth, is around twenty one, twenty two million, and the top is Bournemouth with thirty nine million. Again, we're spending we're spending four point eight million pounds a year on wages in the championship and this is at the start of the second season um so we're currently basically stalling for time our fixtures are hilarious because we had basically uh, and this is what i mean when i said either early season momentum can really carry you through a season um our early season momentum was huge after getting promoted we won all bar two of our games in august so our our, rec- our run in august was win two, draw one, lose one. Our run in September was 100% wins in the league. Uh, And other than April, when we had had another run of games where we won four and drew one, our form was relegation fodder. We were getting like around five points per month, apart from the start of the season, start of the season where we were amazing and April where we were amazing. We got five points per month, roughly, throughout the rest of the time, which was pretty rough and ended up in us finishing 14th. Though, if we'd won, like, either of our games in May, which we which we lost both of after winning all by one of our games in April, you know, typical, um, we would have finished in the top half. Uh, so that's fun. That was cool. That was great. Um, Can I just make one comment? Mm-hmm. And it's to uh, turn your underwear inside out or get a new pair on because you're seriously streaky. <laughs> I mean, it's just it's just two streaks in the season, two streaks in the season. But yeah, we we also um, dabbled into the market for foreigners for the first time in a while. Why did you sound um, like a big Brexiteer? We went and yeah. got some foreigners. Yeah, we went and got some foreigners. I know it sounds wild, but we did do that. Um, one of them is by far our best player, uh, Sydney Rabiger. I brought in on a free from Eintracht Frankfurt. 
um i basically i was inspired by seeing a mate do this on his save i went i did the thing that i've done previously where i go to a league and just scout all the players that they really no, offer trials to all the players they release except i did it to the bundesliga and one of them was sydney rabiger um i haven't got the bundesliga loaded um but for some reason rabiger was on fire for eintracht frankfurt zwei uh so for example, in one season, in the 28-29 season, so two seasons before we picked him up on the free, um, for Eintracht Frankfurt's Vi, he got 14 goals and 30 assists in 34 games. Football managers having a bit of a moment with him. Um, so then, obviously, Frankfurt made the very smart decision to release him on a free at the end of his contract in 2030. Uh, and we picked him up. And he came in and got 21 goal, con- goal goal contributions in the championship. 12 goals and 9 assists in 39 games. And was one of maybe two players who got an average rating of over a 7 uh, in that first season. He's just ridiculous. Very, very good. Other, I'm just trying to think of other things I've done. I've finally started remodelling my defence. So, as I said earlier, the core of my team is still the same team as... As we had in the national in the national league, so up until our League One promotion season, Jack Bycroft was our starting goalkeeper. He got replaced by Evan Watts, um, who starts who's a real a real person. Evan Watts starts out at Swansea in game, uh, so Evan just a random bloke playing Swansea's academy. Um, Josh Carey got phased out in favour of Jack Hinshelwood, who came in in League One. Um, Jaden Heskey is still knocking about. Um, Emil Heskey's son. He's now just a rotation midfielder because he's nowhere near good enough to be playing in the championship, if we're completely honest with ourselves. Um, and we signed a new striker, uh, a regen called Ralph Chapman, who is natural at both centre midfield and up front, but not centre attacking midfield for some reason. Uh, brought him in from League 2 Northampton, for £87,000, he got 20 goals in League 1 and then 11 in League 2 last season. Uh, and I'm looking to replace him because he's not very good. I mean, J- Jaden Heskey is what could only be described as amazing. Because Emil was amazing. Mm. And therefore, Jaden, his son, must be amazing. To be fair, Jaden is... If I look at my um, club history overview tab and I see the records that are closest to being broken, the current record for most league goals by a player, in-game at least, is held by Rob Street, who I had back in the National League, who got 59 goals across two seasons in the National League, which is wild and makes me wonder why I even replaced him. Um, Heskey has got 35 goals in his five seasons at the club he's never scored more than 10 league goals but over five seasons of being like a starter roughly from the national league up to the championship he's picked up quite a few he's not going to be starting very much now because um rabiger came in and nicked his spot but he does play every now and again so i mean especially as a central midfielder as well that's Mm. actually some decent decent numbers yeah center midfielders on attack continue to be broken can I just say, Tamp Brown, the idea that someone's dad was good in a role in football, therefore their son must be good, does essentially fall down with the words Darren Ferguson. So, Yeah, but the reason why Darren Ferguson is good 
is because Peterborough just kind of sack their managers and go, oh, should we just back. bring him back? Should we just bring him back? Bring yeah, back. yeah, I'll be fine. Yeah, why not? I mean, they've done that with a new manager. Oh, we'll just bring another. We'll just bring an old one back. Who do we know? I was, I was going to say they they seem to kind of rely on Darren Ferguson for the new manager bounce, which is very mm. very <laughs> odd. So and they they kind of get two seasons in and go, wait a minute. Of course we sacked him. Bang <laughs> off you go. So I said earlier that I had a bit of a dilemma in my talks and save uh, because we're still in August. Oh, we're still in transfer window, and my dilemma is that Manchester United have made an offer for Jack Bycroft. Now, Jack Bycroft is the only current Taunton Town player, like current, only real-life Taunton Town player I still have at Taunton in the save. He is at loan, on loan at Taunton in real life from Southampton, but when his contract expired at the end of 2024, I brought him back on a free, and he was my starting goalkeeper through all of our seasons in the National League. Um, then in League Two, then in our first League One season before he became the bench goalkeeper to Evan Watts, and he's been holding bench for us very, very well uh, in the Championship as well. But Manchester United want him. He's tw- he's twenty nine. He's I think two seasons away from a testimonial, and he's played in every league for us. But Manchester United have just offered thirty four thousand pounds for him, and he really, really, really wants to go. What do I do? I'd keep him. You, you kind of want to have one player it, when you get into mm. that position that's played every single league. Because if you think about it, if if you you know you're not doing amazingly this season, but if you get promoted next season, he could play in the Premier League in two seasons' time and then mm. have a testimonial, and then you can kind of wave goodbye to him. Yeah, I, I'm kind of stuck because I, I as much as it'd be nice to give him a testimonial. I do think if he, he he's he's a League Two quality goalkeeper. If Man United pick him up to play third choice for a couple of years, then he's going to get released eventually. And then if we're in the Premier League and he's still a player, I can just bring him back and he can play a Premier League game for us. Yeah, but it's that continuous service that he's given you. Yes, but also surely the rec- re- the reward for that continuous service should be letting him go and play for Man United. But he's not going to play. <laughs> He's, he's going to play. He's going to be a glorified training cone for them, right? And if he does play, I'll I'll eat my hat, right? Well, Alex Woodward, do you have any opinions on what I should do with Jack Brycroft? No, <laughs> I'll be honest. I saw something in my save, and I was so utterly bewildered by it that I I, I started looking at that, and I, I was listening. I heard testimonial, and then I thought I was going to do a long piece about why we don't do testimonials anymore. It makes me sad, but no. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, I, I'm going to... I think I've kind of made my mind up. So, I, I found this out yesterday. We played one game of the new season. Uh, we lost at home to newly promoted Blackpool, which was great. Um, now, I am going to suggest the maximum... The, the maximum transfer value of Bycroft, which is £65,000. If United agree to pay this, I will let him go. Oh, fair enough. Fair enough. They've, they've, they've negotiated it uh, to 44. You've got to pay 65 United if you want him. I'm sorry, Man United pinching over 20 Man, Man United are penny, penny pinching over 20 grand, yeah. How, how badly have the Blazers run them in the past nine years? Man United feel the negotiation for Jack Bycroft is acceptable. Accept offer. 
Imagine if he just yeah, says yeah, no. If he says no, then fair play. Fair bloody play. He's going to play for me in the Carabao Cup, like, literally this afternoon, so. I mean, yeah. weird thing cup-tying him just before he goes mm. to play as a cup goalkeeper yeah. for Man United. I mean, I, I'm going to do it because it's funny, uh, but yeah. Um, recent transfer activity. This summer, we actually spent some money uh, because we've been in the championship, so we have some money to spend. Also, oh, we're getting a new stadium. Uh, the board are building a new stadium. That doesn't. It's not going to be named after me, even though I am a club legend now, which is very cool and very nice. Um, we are... Where's the facilities button? There it is. Due to move into the 14,950 capacity Staunton Stadium on the 24th of June... 2033 so in two years time we will have a 15,000 seater stadium you know that um meme of will polter from it's from a film where he's like oh you guys are getting paid um because whenever i ask was where the name was yeah um oh it did have ted lasso win it did have ted lasso win but um i'm i'm kind of only kind of referencing it because Whenever I ask the board for facilities or to expand the stadium or even to buy the stadium or even to build a new stadium so we don't have to buy the stadium, they always say no. So I'm going to kind of repurpose that meme and go, you guys are getting facilities. No, I'm not getting facilities. Get a new stadium, man. I don't want a new stadium. I want them to build new training facilities. And they say no every time. They decided to build a new stadium off their own back. So it had nothing to do with me. Oh, yeah. We don't... we still want you to train in that park in the middle of Taunton, but you can now have a spanking new stadium at 35k capacity. I've also, I've just, I've got two and a half million pounds in the bank. They've got enough money to make new new training facilities, and they, they just say no. It's very annoying, especially considering I've promised two current starters that we'd have some by the end of the year, and it's just not going to happen. So someone accepted just it. slipped your board that, um, an edited Cards Against Humanity card going, you must construct a stadium. <laughs> in all caps. They must construct a stadium. To be, to be fair, we're playing a... The, the maximum capacity of the current stadium uh, is 6,150. 6, 6, we're playing in a stadium of 6,150 in the championship. We do need a new stadium, to be fair. I mean, you don't. That's just... That's just your. That's just money talking. You don't need a new stadium. You can you can play in the Premier League with six K fans. That's fine. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I was going to talk about our transfers. Um, you know Calvin Ramsey, that lad off Liverpool. Yes. Yeah, he, he he's now uh, at age twenty eight. Come to play for me at Taunton. Uh, I finally signed a competent Championship standard right back. <laughs> um, he signed for Stoke off of Cardiff. Last summer for nine hundred seventy-five thousand pounds, they played him ten times and then sold him to me for four hundred grand. So terrible as business from Stoke, as you do, like like typically Stoke terrible. Yeah, business. about to say that's, uh, that's just all of that's everything since twenty seventeen. Yeah, <laughs> so I, I'm quite looking forward to having him because he's very technically good. He's still good in his physicals, but he actually is rubbish defensively. He's a natural wing back on attack. Um, his tackling is seven for a for a fullback in the championship. So this is going to be interesting to see how he does, considering that actually my right my right back is my less attacking fullback. My left back is my wing back on attack. So he's got to go in there, and he will do a job, 
Will it be a good job? Will it be a terrible job? We'll find out, but he will do a job. Um, I've also signed two new centre-backs, um, Aaron Cashin, who are uh, the, the Derby fans in the audience. Derby have got a couple mentions this episode. Uh, Derby fans in the audience will recognise as that teenager that he chucked in in the championship when they had no money and currently plays quite often for them in League One. Um, in game, he stayed at Derby until 2027 when Reading brought him in in the championship to play him in single-digit times in four seasons and then Wigan bought him last summer and then I bought him off Wigan. This time Wigan didn't make a healthy profit. They bought him for 160 grand. I bought him off them for 320 grand. But now he is a Taunton player and will actually play games in the championship because he is my only centre-back with anything approaching good mentals. That, I think that's an underrated thing for centre-backs. They just need good mentals in this mm. in this FM. I think previously you could kind of get away with really good physicals and some decent technicals, but mentals are just sky. Yeah, I, I had very... I did have, like, decent physicals, decent technical centre-backs, but um, I was conceding so many goals. I was shipping goals for fun. Like, one, of, we were one of the worst defensive teams in the league last season with a really, really good attack, which is why I have gone out and bought two new centre-backs. Um, the other one is a regen called Marcus Williams. You don't care about him. Um, but... Yeah, that's fun. We still got um, Michael Stickland, uh, who is getting pretty close to his testimony himself, to be fair. We brought him in in at the start of our National League winning season uh, five years ago. He is now 27 uh, and still our starting centre-back for us in the championship. And he is our captain. So he, he's he's getting on there. He's almost reached He's almost reached 200 league appearances for Taunton. If he continues playing every week this season he will this season which is fun um i'm trying to think if there's anything else is fun oh yeah the winger that i signed um i signed he's called Derek birmingham but birmingham is spelt wrong the first i is an e of course yeah of course it is yeah uh so yeah that's taunton it's going really well uh apart from the fact that we lost our first game of the season and i'm worried that it's all going to go to pot and we're going to get relegated oh it's really going well yeah I mean, I don't know. We only played one game this season. We could then go on to win the league. You do sound like every single fan after the first game of the season where obviously the rest of the season is just going to follow that mm. one game. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> We're not going to get a point. It's over. I, I still need a new striker because Ralph Chapman, who I'm playing up front, I'm, I just don't like having strikers who've only got 10 finishing, which Ralph has. He's very good like mentally and he's decent physically, but he's only got 10 finishing and that irks me. Does so he I respond, want a new striker. Does he respond well to training? Because you could just train him to round the keeper. I've tried... I, I've not trained him to round the keeper, but I, I've tried training his finishing and he's just not gone up. I think Actually, no, he has gone up by one point. I think he used to have finishing of nine, and now he's got finishing of ten, and I've had it in three years now. Oh wow, that's that is poor. Yeah, is this poor. is why I want new training facilities. Will the board give me new training facilities? No. You must construct additional stadiums. <laughs> Can we go and then train in the old one? Will they, will they give me money to make that better? Anyway, I hope you lads don't mind if I call a break here. We have been going for quite a while. Yeah, yeah that's cool. Right. This is a break. We'll come back and talk about whatever Woodward's got up to. Okay, we're back from the break. What a lovely break. The break was so lovely that it reminded me of things I wanted to say about Taunton that I didn't. So we're not moving on to Woodward yet. Um, Woodward, you know I had Ricky J. Jones off of Peterborough? 
we, we guess. I, I still got him. He's still here. He is a National League quality uh, winger slash forward. And he is my like sixth, like fifth choice across the board of the front three. But he's on 1.7 grand a week and no one will take him off me even for free. So he's still a Taunton player. Can I ask, actually, just because I, mm-hmm. I've remembered it as you've been talking just now. Did you sign Robert Glatzel? I I did. I signed a Glatzel. I think it might have been Paul Glatzel. Oh, I saw Glatzel in your side. I was like, has he signed Robert Glatzel? No, I, I, so I had Paul Glatzel, ah. um, who came through the Liverpool Youth Academy. Um, in real life, he's on loan at Tranmere in League 2. Um, yeah. He then, in game, went to Morecambe on a free, spent five years there, uh, and then I brought him in on a free because I was absolutely gagging for anybody to play back up forward in League One. He played a grand total of eight times for me across two years, and then I released him when we got into the championship. So, super uninteresting. Yes. It's a shame because I had a really interesting part of my save I was going to go into, and that's kind of ruined it. Uh, well, you can still talk about Robert Glatzel. I'm sure he's I very, mean, in- very just, interesting. Just to just to ruin it, um, you signed him in oh. the going Deutsch save, and I thought, oh, it's really, it's really interesting because I've seen that you've signed him on your Taunton save, and now it really isn't. Played for Cardiff no. for a bit. Scored like yeah, he did a goal maybe. So did mm. Guido Bergstahl. I wonder if they played together. Can't oh, miss him. Mm. Anyway, hang on. Let me just check. Whilst whilst Towers is checking, whilst we were off uh, off off air, is that the right even terminology? I don't know. Um, I've I've just had yes. a youth intake with with Tadcaster, and um, I've got two players through with with fantastic names. The first is a striker called uh, Rashid Caramello, who is just he, he's not he's not that good. And neither is the second player. Nor are all the players that I've got. It's a terrible intake, but it's great for names. Um, the second guy I've got through is a, a dual national uh, Chinese and uh, English player uh, whose name is Wang Holding. <laughs> you just, you, I think you just need to hear it, really. Because... Wang Holding. Oh, my days. What a name. What a name. W- Wang um... Holding and Boris Obama. <laughs> oh, God. Wang Holding, Boris Obama. Commentators <laughs> feel day with that. I I feel like I need to sign him just for the name, really. Yeah, it's yeah, so absolutely. good. Um, but in, it, as we were on the topic of Robert Glatzel, uh, I did look him up in my save. He's recently retired. Retired at the end of the twenty twenty nine thirty season. After one, two, three, four, five, six seasons, where would you like to guess, Woodward? Hamburger. Werder Bremen. Werder. Six seasons. Why did Werder? Yeah, Verda signed him in 2024, and they actually became one of his favoured clubs, because I went to look at his um, information. His favoured clubs are, he is a Furstenfeldbruck supporter, and his favourite club is SV Verda as a player. Indeed. Uh, For those of you who have no idea why that's so interesting, I'm a Verda Bremen fan. Yes. And you still haven't been on going Deutsch. I, I, I will. Yeah. Anyway. Cool. Uh, so, I, I, is there anything else I want to say about Taunton particularly? 
No. I was just looking through my squad and I was like, is there anyone here I want to talk about? I've already talked about rookie Jade Jones. Uh, let's drop a drop a name drop in for Harrison Wood, who is who at 26 is still playing football for me. He, he scores goals whenever I play him. It's just that he's no, not good, so I don't play him very often. Um, yeah, that's it. Taunton's going fine. We're probably getting relegated from the championship this season. Now I've said that, we might get promoted. Alex, Alex Woodward. That's how jinxing works. So, Indeed. In my brief segment at the beginning that I like to call a brief segment about Palmer, my Palmer save is, yeah, it's, it's fine. I've not gone into as much as I did last year's save, though this season is quite funny. Is it 2025-26? I think it's 2025-26 because the Serie A title race through most of the season so far was between Parma and Genoa, who were two sides who are currently in Serie B. We were promoted together. We had two seasons of middling. Well, they had two seasons of middling. I had a season of middling and then one in the Champions League. And now we're title contenders somehow. They've slipped off though. And now Parma's title contenders are fairly normal teams but it, it's weird because i don't really have any good players and yet we're still winning all the time and i don't know how we've lost once in 27 games yes alex dan brown i was gonna say i have a question and is it because you're playing a 4-3-3 gagan press i what do i play no i play a 4-2-3-1 tiki tack so yeah it is entirely that oh but... there we go then <laughs> not to not to you know dissuade people from your from your managerial uh cv but yeah if you do oh, use that shame no shame. no sh- no shame it's a video game no when I, no when when until you've mastered the one center back formation <laughs> i will i will forever deprive you of any glory <laughs> i use a custom tactic 433 that's got barely any instructions on it and it still does me fine in the championship he says, knowing full well that he deviated from that four three three many times in attempts to get more than five points per month last season <laughs> in the championship. All I'm going to say is one centre back's uh, formation superiority. That's all. All I need to say. <laughs> yeah, I don't care. It's no, I, I knew you wouldn't. But <laughs> please continue. Please continue. Yeah. So it's been an interesting say, but I do want to. I want to do something in Germany just because we. I've, obviously, it's the first full year of doing a, a different podcast, so I was like, ah, I should celebrate by doing a save in Germany. Like, that's even remotely unique or different, but I, I don't know if I want to start with one of the... Or, or just go to one of the bigger sides in my Palmer save. I would love the Stuttgart job. I don't know why, but recently I was watching a Stuttgart game and went, I'm, I'm on the Stuttgart job on Football Manager. Or whether I take a different job. Wolfsburg offered me a job. No. Mm-hmm. Because oh. it's Wolfsburg and no one cares, but I yeah I don't I know. I quite like Wolfsburg. Fair enough. Is it because of <laughs> bootleg cost? Yeah, but because I, we I, all I, look I, like I mean, they just <laughs> they, 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 they just always had like quite quite fun, interesting players. Maxi yeah. Arnold. That's fair. Um, Joshua Gilavogui was fun on FIFA a little while ago. You you are forgetting uh, Alex Woodward's number one rule though. Which is never manage a football club that's associated with a car factory. 
I mean, it's not. Yeah, like, oh. that's just a fun quirk. <laughs> that's a fun quirk of Wolfsburg is that they're the Volkswagen club. I'm pretty sure men and one rules don't manage teams or associate with teams who are run by different people. Certain different people, like a Red group. Bull. Oh no. right, <laughs> no, not Red Bull. No, really. Con- con- I'm con- so confused. Con- oh, nation con- states. Yeah. Certain oh. nations who fail to fulfill certain criteria. I'm wearing a St. Pauli shirt on the recording. <laughs> certain national investment funds that are yes. used to buy football clubs. I'm pretty sure that's my number one vote. But mm. <laughs> either yes. way, going dumb. I give it five years until Alex Woodward can never make a save in the Premier League. Well, it's, <laughs> it's when the Bank of England uh, uh, take over the his beloved Leeds United that he's just going to have a real problem. Imagine <laughs> that. Can you, like, genuinely imagine that? <laughs> Leeds United that. sponsored by £5 notes. Oh, so I was going... <laughs> just just Prince Charles... No, sorry, King Charles just pasted on the forefront of the shirt. <laughs> Okay, now now that I thought Sorry. about it, I might not be against that. <laughs> right, so I'm paid to see this. Sorry. The alternative was to you know take over a fifth or sixth tier club. I did. I ex- I downloaded the extended database for Germany, uh, the, the the main one, and I was really disappointed because in the sixth tier is Werder Bremen's third team. And you can't mm-hmm. manage them. You can take over Werder Bremen Schrei, but you cannot take over Werder Bremen Dry, which Aww. would have been fantastic. But if I did, how do does that, being manager of Werder Bremen Schrei work in game? I don't know, but it, it definitely allowed you to pick it. Right. I imagine Barcelona be on Football Manager years ago just to see what it was like. I, I imagine it's um, almost like uh, having your. Your, your your star wonder kids always uh, being showing interest to PSG every single year. You just kind of lose a good player as soon as they kind of the first team recognise that they're a good player. And you just kind of go right, okay, I have to accept that one. I feel I can like imagine it's sort of similar. I feel like that's every save. <laughs> it, it's normally every save, but even worse for like yeah. doing a as my team. I can't remember what happened when I managed Barcelona. B to be to be honest. But anyway, to go from that... Oh, I was going to say, sorry. The two teams I was really thinking about was either Kemi Leipzig or Tennis Borussia Berlin. I don't know which one would be more interesting. Uh, The one named after another sport sounds good. Yeah. Tennis Borussia Berlin have an absolutely fascinating history. There was a point where they were the second biggest club in Berlin behind Hertha because they they played with a spider for a few years before Union were even allowed to play in the same league, because this was in the early 1980s, but they're fascinating. All Union, aren't we? Absolutely. But actually, Union are family rivals with Tennis Borussia, which I I don't understand. Apart from that, Kemi Leipzig are really interesting because they have a rivalry every year with Lokomotiv Leipzig, which is called the Hooligan Summit of Football, which is fascinating. (laughs) And then there's RB Leipzig. Yeah, actually, you've just reminded me, Union Berlin played away at Leipzig a couple of weeks ago, and the Union Berlin fans had a banner in the away section of the stadium that said the only real team in Leipzig is Kemi Leipzig, which was absolutely <laughs> fantastic. I loved that. So for the going Deutsch save, 
we left the last episode with Alex Towles at Eintracht Braunschweig, Alexander Brown at Darmstadt, Ted Lasso. N- 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 I thought uh, I got sacked. Oh. I sacked Towles. I sacked yeah, no, Towles. No, no. <laughs> yes, you were at Hanover. He sacked you from there, and then you went to Eintracht Braunschweig. Um... And then Eintracht Braunschweig were relegated because I was a poison chalice, and no one was going to keep them up. Ted Lasso was the champion of the Dritter Liga. Union had been promoted to the Bundesliga with me in charge, and Marcelo Bielsa's Nuremberg had also been promoted, except, well, I lied in the last episode, because when we were talking, the promotion playoffs were still yet to be played, and actually Marcelo Bielsa's Nuremberg hadn't yet been promoted, and I started simming it, and Eintracht Frankfurt kept winning, and so I kept save scumming, because none of this save matters at all it's just a bit of entertainment on this podcast and they still kept winning so i did the drastic i just started terminating contracts left right and center and eventually (laughs) eventually nuremberg were promoted to the bundesliga with a hat trick from ted lasso no simon torada patrick bamford who you might remember in the last episode so. Um, see, I if you're listening to these as they are released, and you remember what happened last episode, then fucking good on you, because I don't. <laughs> yeah, you're doing much better than we are. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. I, I so... just love the idea of you of you save scubbing like you're some sort of year two, consistently rubbing out their mistakes with the pencil. <laughs> well, I'd said it. I'd declared it on the podcast. It had to come to life. Um, and it didn't. You failed. It, it didn't. So I, so I just kept replaying it, and then I just removed everyone from Eintracht Frankfurt <laughs> <laughs> until I got my way, which is, I feel like, what grown-ups do. So oh, yeah. going into the Dritter League event this year, Alex Towles at Eintracht Braunschweig. Do you want the good news or the bad news? Is the good news that I'm no longer manager of Eintracht Braunschweig? Well, the good news is bad news and good news at the same time. The bad news is that Eintracht Braunschweig underdelivered. They finished sixth in the Dritter Liga. The good news right. is none of it's your fault because you were sacked way before the season. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I cannot stress this enough. We finished our recording last time. We said goodbye. I pressed space once. Eintracht Braunschweig sacked out. <laughs> Can I claim this is another victory? See, I'm I'm really glad that I, in and of myself as a person, am much better at football manager than fake me from Alex Woodward's say. <laughs> yes, we'll get on to that later because I've, I'm... I'm st- I keep looking and I keep not understanding what's going on. But Augsburg also struggled in their return to the Dritt. Return? Have they ever played in the Dritter? No, they've not played in the Dritter. In their first trip to the Dritter, they finished 8th. Sandhausen finished 7th. They were the three sides relegated last year. Kai Havertz's Berghausen got promoted. Because you might remember the last <laughs> episode, I randomly signed Kai Havertz for Berghausen. Why? Why not? <laughs> just just do it. Ingolstadt and Dinamo Dresden were promoted alongside them. That's not where the interest is. The interest is in the Spiter Bundesliga because, oh boy, stuff happened in the Spiter Bundesliga. So, do I have another job yet? Yeah, I gave you another job. And 
You complained last time that I got a relegated side. I just took over one of the sides relegated from the Bundesliga. Best chance of going back up. And so I did decide to give you the goy to first job. The funniest thing well, about, about this was that <laughs> the article announcing that you'd been hired said that having been out of football for a while, it was the day after you'd been sat by Braunschweig. <laughs> <laughs> what a what a The, the media time. just forgot that he existed. Oh, yeah. he's about again. <laughs> what a long time. Oh, and uh, yeah, literally my next note I wrote down is Robert Glatzel plays for Firth. Because I was like, oh, it's the same person you signed. Alex Tamp-Brown, meanwhile... Signed a contract extension with Darmstadt at the beginning of the season, despite the fact he had a massive 27% win percentage. Good stuff. So, Good massive stuff. boys were massive. Towels went about signing his players, and one player I find I found it particularly interesting that he wanted to sign was Lee Buchanan, obviously, who currently plays for Werder. Do you want the bad news or do you want the worse news? Um Lee Buchanan didn't sign. Lee Buchanan didn't sign. He decided against him. He had multiple offers from Spike, so he decided against it. He instead signed for Alex Tamp Brown's Darmstadt. (laughs) (laughs) Get (laughs) in! I have stolen everything from you. €325,000. I thought I'd make your job a bit easier because, you know, I want to try and get both of you into the Bundesliga, so I allowed you to keep Levoy Sane and Mario Goetze, who had both been playing for Firth in the Bundesliga. But to make it fair on Tamp Brown, even though he steals everything from you anyway, apparently, I did give him Upper Meccano and Daichi Kamada. Upper Meccano had been playing for Firth in the Bundesliga because I did that for some reason. And so you both pressed Gone. Just judging by real life and how Greta Firth are doing in the in the Spider this season, I'm just gonna guess that we didn't do very well. Well, you were you were third betting favourites at the beginning of the season behind by Voif, who we'll get on to, and St. Pauli. So ooh, ooh. there was a sacking. After eleven games, it was Alex Tamp Brown. Who was oh, I knew it. from Darmstadt after five points from 11 games. The ironic Had I played was, towels yet or not? No, unfortunately. Yes! That's, yes! That's the worst <laughs> part. The funniest part was you were replaced by a guy called Nikolai Adam, who is the guy who towels succeeded at Eintracht Braunschweig, and it was his next job in management. So I've been sacked by Braunschweig, <laughs> replaced by Towels, and then he replaced you at Darmstadt. Brilliant. Which I found particularly weird. So onwards with the rest of the season. And after 14 games, Alex Towles was also sacked by Braunschweig. <laughs> 14 points on 14 games. And it's at this point that I want to address that I don't know what's happening. Because your managers have decent statistics. They have decent reputations. They they have reputations and statistics that should make them better than this league. But they just keep getting sacked, and I don't know why. We just love the job centre. What can I Are say? Are we just innately terrible? Do you want to guess who replaced who replaced Alex Howes at Goiter Firth? Because Alex Tam Brown. No. Oh, imagine. <laughs> because imagine. 
unfortunately, I hadn't noticed until it was too late because I, I, I sim a month at a time to try and keep up with everything. And I hadn't noticed it had been Saxon replaced. We laughed last time because Erdin Terzic had been hired by Hanover to replace to replace towels. This this is even weirder than that. I'll give you a clue. He's a current Bundesliga manager. I was going to say Marco Rosa, but no. It's not Marco. It's not, no, that'd be even weirder, I think. Yeah, that would be weird. Union Nagelsmann. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> he, he was managing at second tier Armenia Bielefeld in one of my saves last year. But Brilliant. It was Nico Kovac who decided sure. to go to first manager. Just having why not? clearly been sacked by Wolfsburg. This is why in the January transfer window I had to sign Nico Kovac for the player at Eintracht Frankfurt. Is he at Eintracht Frankfurt in real life? Yes, he is. So they have a young player called Nico Kovac. So I was like, they need to play together. They need to they need to get the chance to know each other. Fantastic. I don't I don't know, I'd I'd say that. I don't know if they're actually they must be related, right? Surely no. not. No, they're not Brilliant. related. <laughs> I could be Nico Kovac Jr. On favourite people, Nico Kovac is there, but he's just listed as manager. So it's not that. Manager slash dad. <laughs> manager slash dad, yeah. <laughs> no. So the other weird move then, as I was looking for jobs for towels, I saw the Alversberg manager. You might know Alversberg, obviously, we signed Killing Mbappe for them. I signed another player. In my desperate attempt to get rid of players from Eintracht Frankfurt, I gave them Randall Kalamuani because I thought, you know, we'll create the French national team in the Spider. And he did really well. But do you want to guess who the manager of Alversberg is? Alex Tells. It's another great striker. Simon Torodder. No. Greater. Lewandowski. Okay. Nicholas Bentner. Greater on (laughs) the world stage than Lewandowski. (laughs) Greater, greater on the world on... stage than Lewandowski. Greater, greater on the Jerry world Henry. stage. Closer? Closer. Milosav Closer became the manager of Alversberg. However, he didn't do well. He was sacked before the end of the season. And because he was sacked from his job first, I gave the position to Alex Tam Brown. So it's your best finish by a mile. You finished with 57 points in fourth place. That's the good news. The bad news is that you're not the reason why they finished that well, because you've won like one of your five games in charge. And then got sacked. This is the thing. All of your... No, no, not yet. Not yet. Brilliant. This is the thing. All of your stats are over 15. Let's just see what your overall ability is rated as. 161. So, like, you're a good manager. But... Am I? <laughs> No, Am I really? No, you're not a good manager. 78 games, 20 wins, 20 draws, 38 defeats, 25% win rate. Not great. Not great. That's that, the thing. The, the worst thing is that's probably better than me. It, it probably is because. Well, it does I, help when you're in a job. I unfortunately couldn't give you a job. I, I did see that there's a more of a job was open. Do you want there's a more of a job? <laughs> not particularly. I think Just go to Alex Woodward's nemesis. I think we've referenced that on the show before. Where is it? There we go. 63 games, 19 wins, 15 draws, 29 defeats, a 30% win rate. Ha! I'm better than you. You've also been unemployed for longer. 
Yeah, I stay in jobs for longer. No, no, no. I stay in jobs for less time, but yeah. So <laughs> therefore, you're worse. You've been in, you've been in the job center for longer than I have. That's all I can say. So Darmstadt would not recover under Nikolai Adam, whoever he is. They finished with 33 points on 34 games, 16th place in the league. The two sides who finished below them, first of all, were Hamburg. (laughs) (laughs) You are not going to believe this. I have done nothing to affect them. Like, I said, oh, sorry, I did loan out one player who was a really good player for them in real life. But apart from that, I've not actually really done anything to change them, and yet they've just gone down to their own accord. With Lucas Kwasniuk in charge, which just breaks Who? my little heart. Who? Who? Some, someone, someone presses pause when there's fight a Bundesliga section of Cohen Deutsch starts, don't they? The, the, the name rings a bell, He's but a I couldn't manager. T- ah, that's it. Yeah. He I was... do listen to this to the spider section of Going Deutsch. Oh, I listen to all you. of the sections of Going Deutsch. Oh. So yeah, he he became the Hamburg manager. Plug. He had been the Wolfsburg manager early in the season. If you saw me looking really shocked earlier, sorry, actually we, we addressed this directly. When I was shocked earlier and distracted, it's because I saw that Lucas Krasniok had taken my Hamburger job and I thought he was still employed at Wolfsburg and had actually just chosen to go to Hamburger from Wolfsburg. But no, no, he, he actually had been sacked. And unfortunately, I'd noticed it too late to get somebody else to get, well, it would have been Tamp Brown at the time, in charge there. Patrick Vieira's the new manager at Wolfsburg, so, so, so there's that. Good for him. Even... Well, not better than Hamburg being relegated, but almost as good. Hoffenheim were relegated straight through the division because it turns out I may have gone a bit overkill. When I when they were relegated, I was like, I want to make them a middle of the pack Spider Bundesliga side. And then I noticed having given a lot of their players away that I'd essentially left them with like five players. So, (laughs) I signed a load of free agents for them, and the season preview said they'd finish 8th. I was like, perfect, middle of the pack. Yeah, they they didn't. They ended up finishing 17th and down. Do you want to know who the manager of Hoffenheim is? It breaks my heart. Jesse Marsh? Not you. No, not Jesse Marsh. No, if Jesse Marsh was relegated with Hoffenheim out of this fight, I'd find it hilarious. This I just find (laughs) sad. A St. Pauli manager. No, you'd find it sadder. Werder Bremen manager. A Werder Bre- the current one, some might say. Oh, really? Uh, Schmidt, is it? Uh, no. It's Ole Werner. Ole Werner, oh. So Ole Werner was relegated with Werner. Yeah. So See, glad. I am a Werder Bremen fan, but I'm a terrible Werder Bremen fan. <laughs> I Yes, <laughs> it's, it's, it's okay. You replaced him, Werder Bremen, with Roberto Mancini, but we'll go on to that later on. So, the sides promoted Arminia Bielefeld, Karlsruhe and Heidenheim. Bayreuf finished 11th, and it's disappointing that there were no games between Ted and Towles and Tamp Brown, because you'd both already been sacked out of your job, yeah. and then it took me ages to be able to find you new jobs. I probably should have taken it a bit more steady. Who was the top goal scorer in the Spider Bundesliga this year? Me. No. 
Kenny Mbappe. Mbappe. It wasn't Mbappe, it was the other one. Haaland. Haaland. 25 goals. Colin Moani, 25. Where is Mbappe? Where's Nunes? Oh my god, where are they? Nunes scored 20. Mbappe scored 17. I guess it helps that he's got Rando Colomuani up front alongside him. Harry Kane of St. Pauli scored 16. So he's still not that good. I don't get what's going on. He had an average rating of 7. <laughs> Why? To be fair, he's like 34 in game, right? Uh, he's 31. Oh. It's, we're only in season 3 at the moment. So he's not... Then again, I thought it was much older than my real life. But yeah, the the league ended up being a tad bit of a disappointment for that reason. I was so excited to see those those three managers go against each other. I was also disappointed that I'd gone really all out on buying Marcelo Bielsa-like players for Nuremberg, and didn't notice that in September he'd left and just continued simming. Gerardo Serwane took over for him, and he's he's been fine. He's not been fine. What am I on about? He's not been fine because he's finished 16th in the league with Nuremberg, even though they have Inyaki Williams, Ike Munyayin, um, Calvin Phillips, Liam Cooper, a guy called Lionel Messi. Don't really know much about him. I don't think I made that. No, I did make that. And um, the guy who I can never get the name right of. Oh, Forsberg and Masrawi. Masrawi. That's that awesome. is a good football team. It's a really good football team, 16th. In all fairness, it did predict that they'd finish 16th, which I think speaks to the level of the Bundesliga with all of the signings I've I've made, because that side could not finish higher than 16th. We weren't expected to. In the end, as I try and load the league table again because I've lost it, in the end, Paderborn and Bochum went down exactly as expected. I am probably going to completely destroy Bochum in the next save because there's nothing that angers me more than a team just yo-yoing between the divisions like they've done now. Paderborn, I had them with Serge Gnabry and Kingsley Coleman. I wonder why they went down. Oh, Nuno. Nuno's there. Nuno's there. That's why they went down. Actually, I say that I do want him to become the Leeds manager, so shows shows what I know. Funniest thing was probably Bayern Munich finishing 14th with Zinedine Zidane in charge. Because, of course, nice. he always gets hired by Bayern on every save I've had. Uh, for context, for those of you that, um, like most of us, have forgotten what happened last episode, Alex, Ta- Alex Woodward has absolutely gutted Bayern Munich. Yes. I, I, I've destroyed them. I did make a. I thought I made a really good signing this year. I signed a strike for ninety million euros for them, and I thought it was going to do great. I thought he was going to absolutely take the world by storm. It was Johnson Clark Cavis. This is <laughs> this is my strategy for tanking their finances. It isn't just going to be editor and take them out. It's to sign players for ridiculous fees. So you might remember I also signed Marvin Dusk for one hundred and sixty million, Lise Mousset for like eighty million as well, put them on ridiculously high contracts so that even if they want to go, they just won't bother because Lise Mousset is not leaving a 425 grand a week contract. Oh, sorry, I signed for 125 million. No, 100 million. 400... Sorry. 425 pounds a week. 420... 125,000 a week. There we I'm are. Like, I'm like one of those contestants on Dragon's Den who keeps getting all the numbers mixed up. But, yeah, they're still absolutely gutted as a side. Though the season preview said they were going to finish really high up. They they, they didn't. So, thank the Lord. Though, 
annoyingly, they did play Union Berlin late on in the season. They won 2-1 because of two Marvin Dusk goals. That's where the bad news ends for Union Berlin because they did finish fifth. And this is what I don't get because my manager has similar stats to your manager's and yet has taken Union Berlin to fifth in the Bundesliga. Granted, I did give Union more help this time than I gave them in the Spider Bundesliga because I saw this sort of like free reign to just go out and buy whoever. So it included Robert Scove from Hoffenheim, Thomas Muller, Jesper Lindstrom, Matisse Tau, Tony Crows. Uh, they were the signings I made. But one that really stuck to me this time, which the computer version of me made, was Jose Juan Macias from Nice for 7 million euros and that stands out because I have signed him personally twice. I've signed him on my Palmer save as replacement for Daniel Kokichere and I signed him on my Salta save and he scored 30 goals in the first Champions League now the second Champions League winning campaign and the first La Liga title winning campaign. So I absolutely adore Jose Juan Macias on Football Manager and I feel like I'm just going to sign him in every single save from now until the end of time. <laughs> he, he's now become your player, so yeah. you have to have him. He, he has. I was looking for players to replace Chiray because Hertha Berlin came in with a ludicrous offer for him. I know football managers are so unrealistic. Hertha over, overspending on a player who's not actually that good. Shocking. But... Shock. I was looking down the list, and Union Berlin had transfer listed Jose Juan Macias. And that's actually, sorry, I didn't address that. I signed him for Palmer from Union, and now I've signed him for Union on this save. It's just all. It's all very meta, really. It is absolutely perfect. He's only played once for Union Berlin since I've signed him, and he wants to leave to get better playing time, which is not what happens when I sign him on my other saves. He's been okay for Palmer. For Salt, he was sensational. For Palmer, he's been all right. So hopefully that gets better as time goes on. Another thing I want to mention about what I did in the preseason of the Bundesliga was that I noticed that I'd accidentally allowed the loans of Thomas Muller and Robert Lewandowski to aspire from Kaiserslautern. And I thought, while they were overwhelming favourites of the league before, so let's make it a bit more of interesting. I'll give Muller to Union Berlin because he was at Union Berlin the year before I took over when they got relegated. And I'll give Lewandowski to Dortmund because apparently they have some history together. I didn't know that. I did know that. Everyone knows that. So, as mentioned, Union Berlin somehow finished fifth in the Bundesliga because my editor save manager does well. Yours too, apparently. I got from the wrong end of being... When you order a football manager on Wish, right? And Kaiserslautern finished second to Borussia Dortmund, who claimed the title often by nine points, which was quite a surprise because the two seemed neck and neck at the start of the season. It was going to be really exciting, but Kaiserslautern's form completely dipped off towards the end of the season. They got five points in their last six games, so real sort of Bayer Leverkusen-like enjoyment there. Meanwhile, Dortmund... Went on a tear at the end of the season to win the league. Okay, the manager of Borussia Dortmund is Stefano Pioli. Because of course it is. I mean, who doesn't want a bit of Pioli? Yeah, I mean, he wears such magnificent sort of touchline attire. It's fantastic, really.
so it was a bit of a drop-off to third place. So we're Vera Raymond, who are still doing really well. Ian Rovi sacked Ole Werner, and that breaks my heart, because then he went to Hoffenheim and got relegated out of the Spider. It's been a really interesting year for him. And it will be interesting as well, because quite a lot of players are wanted by other clubs. And it's at this point I've realised that Nicholas Fulcrude's contract is set to expire in the summer. Juventus wants him, so we're just going to extend right into 2030. There we go, problem solved. <laughs> that should make everything better. A load of players are wanted, though. Is it, we can't all be end of... No, we're not all end of contract. Thank God. I was getting a bit worried then, but, like, Oliver Werner had decided, let's just not do contract extensions. They did sign Robert Andrich and Samuel Trecrazy, so that's... That's interesting. Well, to me anyway. Meanwhile, the side who finished fourth, weirdly, were Mines under Bo Svensson. And it looks like not much of their squad has changed. There's no real significant signings since, you know, well, from the present day. There's no one I can see who's like a really obvious, much better player than everyone else. Oh, they do have Geraldo Becker. So, so there is him. And obviously, Jonathan Burkhart has blossomed into being really good. He got 17 goals this season. So that was great news, of course, for Bo Svensson, who's still a manager at Mines, who I, just as a side note, I'm stunned it's not linked with more big European jobs because he's a young, promising manager at Mines. Two of them have gone on to be really, really good in the past, so you'd think, you know, the third one would also be pretty good. But apparently... He's like 100 to 1 to become the next Leeds manager, and I would. I don't want him to leave Germany, obviously, because I love talking about him going Deutsch, but at the same time, you know, I am I am a Leeds fan, so that would be, that would be something I'd be pretty fine with. I do remember, just again on a small tangent, I remember saying, I can't remember if it was to you or to my dad or to somebody else, or if I wrote it on an article or said it in a podcast, I remember saying, I will never forgive the side who takes Iriola from Rio, and it looked like for a while there was going to be a significant chance that was going to be Leeds. <laughs> then he right. turned them down, because no one wants to be manager of Leeds. Yeah. Well, in all fairness, I thought it would be absolutely foolish to leave aside a new European charge for 16th yeah. in the Premier League. It would just be career suicide. And also, he's objectively going to get the athletic club job. Yeah. So, who cares? But anyway, that that was really it when it came to my to my going Deutsch save. I'm going to try and figure out what's going on with your two managers because I don't know why they keep getting sacked from places. Um, what what are our preferred um formations out of interest? I I believe all the ones that you told me to set them to. If it turns out now that they're not, I will apologise. But Alex Tam Brown is five two three DM wide, and Alex Towels as I typing his name slowly. Weird, nobody wants to hire you after three failed stints. 4-3-3-DM-wide. Okay, it, it still wants me to set up in a 4-3-3, so... It's not that. Is it like... Is it the play style? Does it want to play a 4-3-3 Catanache or something? No, it says fluid counter-attack. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Weird. Yeah, so... I, I, I don't... I don't get it. All of your stats, bar oh, actually, tactical knowledge could do with increasing. But all mm. of your stats are above fifteen. Yeah. Tactical knowledge was thirteen. Yeah. I'm gonna make that sixteen. I haven't gotten the knowledge. 
Anyway, but on yeah, that, all your stats are, are really good. And yet, failed stint at Hanover, failed stint at Braunschweig, failed stint at Firth. It just doesn't make any sense. And on that damp squib, it's time to end. Thank you very much for listening. Um, thank you to Alex Tamp-Brown for being manager of Tadcaster. Thank you to Alex Woodward for being manager of the life and times of Marcelo Bielsa. <laughs> you could have said only on. I could have done, but then I decided that it'd be funnier to say Marcelo Bielsa. <laughs> and, and also us, I suppose. Thank, thank you. Uh, thank you f- to Football Manager for allowing me to sell Jack Bycroft to Manchester United for £65,000. Uh, and thank you... T- oh, gone. I forgot to mention something. So, <laughs> I noticed... We almost got the intro in. So, when I was looking at Eintracht Braunschweig before we we came on, I, I was looking at their players to make sure everything was fine with their squad and to see how they were doing. And they have a player who scored 16 goals in 38 games, three assists, and I signed this player with a sort of, you know, you can make it, sign them in the future. So I said, sign this player in July. And then you got sacked, and I forgot that I'd asked for save to do that. Can you guess who I signed for Eintracht Braunschweig? Nico Fulcru. No. Don't play in Germany. He doesn't, it's not even close to Dritter League level until I changed him. Tals loves him. We've mentioned him on this podcast quite a lot. It'll be um, Nick McCooty. Nick McCooty. <laughs> I completely <laughs> forgot I'd signed him for Braunschweig. And I noticed this guy had 16 goals in 38 games and that it was Nick McCooty. <laughs> and I was like, oh Excellent. yeah, I did sign him for Eintrap Braunschweig. So we'll keep up with him on the next episode. Wait, so too. he's doing really well at Braunschweig in the Dritter? Yeah, I did. I changed his stats. I made um... him 120 comfortability which is significantly better than what you need to be in the dritter yeah like 120 that's like that would be like top end Zweiter, bottom end bundesliga player right yeah yeah so i made i made him good enough oh he is wanted who's he wanted by both of them you can't have him both of them in league one no <laughs> he's so much better uh anyway we we nearly ended the podcast, so let's actually end the podcast. Thank you for listening. We'll be back probably next month. We've kind of slipped into doing this monthly. I messaged the, the messaged the lads like, hey, we should get an episode out this month. And everyone was like, yes, which is why we're here. So we'll probably see you next month for another episode of this rambly tangent monster. See you there. See you later, guys. I'll be the same. Thank you.